I mean, the view is spectacular. It is Yeah, for some reason, like when you lean in, it's uh, I can see you like really good. Like, hey, girl, what? Yeah, that looks good. It's okay, better. Okay, we're getting closer. We're getting closer. We getting closer. I'll dance to anything. I really don't give a shit. You know what I'm saying? I make up my own music. It is what it is. <laughs> I live in my own head. I don't even care. <laughs> I'm there. I did you. not. She posted that. I didn't post that. No, whatsoever. I told you. Yeah. It still look dark. A little bit. It's not bad, but I think because I'm so bright because of the the white behind me, it you know the because I'm I'm going with something white because I know it lightens. Uh, you're just not as as bright as I am, but you're not super dark. Okay. Um. Well. One second. And I'm I'm using a different light than I'm using. Oh, that might be it too then. It's fine. Okay, that's much. Oh, better. see, look what happened. Look, that's actually better. Yeah, that's much better. Well, it much was the backlight. Back yeah, I think it's the backlight. Yeah, it definitely is. Okay, hey girl. Hey girl. <laughs> hey Jasmine. Girl, we so must have got the red memo. Is that red is or pink? Hot, hot pink. pink. Yes. I'm red, baby. I, I love me some red, but you that's know. that delta in me, honey. I was gonna tell you, we know why you red. It's the which... delta in me. Had <laughs> I gone to college, I would be your soror. Yes, I know. You would. That's girl, speak it into existence. <laughs> Hi, Paige. Hmm. We're recording now. Hi, Jen. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Look I am you great. Can I just say? Shoes. Listen. <laughs> A girl is, what is a girl without her shoes? I mean, yeah. without them, these right here, mama. Can I just tell you, these right here are my favorite shoes, but because they're so high and you know, yeah. I tore my, um, I keep telling people I tore my meniscus. I did not. What's that little thing in your knee? I tore my meniscus. Yeah. Girl, let me, <laughs> that's why you love me. Cause I can be ditzy and smart at the same time. <laughs> so you but can't so wear them anymore? I, I, I'm working on it. I got to build my quads up because that's yeah, where the issue is when you have that meniscus tear is got to get them quads strong. Oh, well, get them strong because those are Get fabulous. them strong. But you know what's going to yeah. help me? I got a little exercise mm -hmm. outfit from a friend of mine. Yeah. <laughs> from Joe Pa? Yes, I did from Joe Pa. And then let me tell you something. My, my muscles may not be strong yet, but when I tell you I am sexy in that outfit, I was like, you know, this is my girl Paige outfit. Look at this right here. It makes you sweat too. Like It does. It does. How are you, Paige? I'm good. I'm happy. I'm healthy. I'm working on super wealthy. Yes. I mean, got, got a super know, hit show on HGTV and whatnot and everything else. Yeah, it's got a couple hits. God is good. God you know, is good I'm all the time. Let me just yeah. say this. Okay, I've been telling people that I talk to that um, the whole purpose of me doing this, obviously, is, you know, March is National Women's Month. Um, and, you know, I preface every interview or, or, or chat time is what I like to call it by saying that I know and respect the fact that 
Um, a lot of people are sharing historical moments of things that women have done. And I think I admire that. I think that's so important that we honor those that came before us. But I wanted to do something a little different and like actually have like heart to heart, woman to woman conversations with yeah. um, girls that are in my circle and no matter what the distance is, but also yeah. just women that I also respect and admire that I wish were in my circle. You happen mm -hmm. to be one of the uh, ones in the circle, but yes. I love to tell the story of yeah. how a good thing with social media, because you and I really met through social <laughs> media. And it was through, and I'll never forget a friend of mine from Nashville said, Hey, you know, my girl Paige. I was like, I don't know Paige. Well, yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. I'm like, I don't. And then he was like, yeah, but you, you guys are on, you follow each other on social media. And so I started looking, I was like, Oh yeah, I don't know Paige, but I kind of know Paige. And I felt I like social media gave us that. Yeah. It gave us the opportunity to know each other via social media. And yeah. then when we met in person, it was the same kind of connection. Same thing. Like I've known you forever. So sweet. I mean, that's one of those, I guess, Instagram, you know, soul ties. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, that's my girl. No, I've never met her. Oh, that's my girl though. And I'll fight for her too. Yes. You know take these earrings off. These, these I, I can't wear hoops because my little ear is tearing, but baby, I'll take these little right off. Take them off and be like, well, who says I'm about Paige? Who said it? But I think it's because I, and and for me too, you know, and I'm trying to sped, spread it beyond March because I think it's so important. I do believe as much as I like to think, and you can tell me if you feel the same way, as much as I like to think that, you know, my grit, my determination, uh, and all of those things that make me who I am is what got me where I am. But I am, as I'm aging, realizing that I really am only as strong as my sister circle. And so I think it's important that I give flowers to those that I think inspire, encourage, and still continue to teach me things as I'm aging. What, don't you agree with that? I totally agree with that. Let me say this. Thank you for including me in this because, I mean, this, it, this, this matters so much because history, we all know is important. They're trying to take history out of some of these states and out of our history books, yes. but also remaking history. You are a powerful black woman in media with a huge resume. I am a, which I'll say, a powerful black woman on a network that doesn't see powerful black women that is co-creator and executive producer and host yes. of a show on a network that doesn't look like you and I, you know? That's and so it's important to spotlight you know, women like us. And so I just happened to get a lot of flowers this week because of one of the shows that I'm on. So you know, I'm going to give you your flowers too, because you're amazing. Jasmine, if you remember when the pandemic first hit, I had just moved from Nashville and we hadn't met yet then. We were our, you know, social media besties, right? Like that's my sister, you know, yeah, I am, right? So I was like, I'm going to die. We're, we're in a pandemic. I don't even know what that means. Is it the apocalypse? We're going to die. And like spiritually, mentally, emotionally, I was like, I left, I have nothing in Nashville and I'm staying with my girlfriend in LA because the pandemic just hit and I'm, I don't want to live by myself. Like, I don't know if zombies are coming. And so I said, the only way to connect me back to my vision and my purpose and my passion in life is to do, which I didn't even realize what I was doing. I was just want to get my homies together for greatness and garages. Greatness and, and garages. On. And it was so beautiful. And I was so honored. And I was like, 
I don't even know what I'm doing, but I need to, my sister circle, like I need to keep connecting with these powerful women that I do know so that we can encourage each other through this horrible time where we didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah. And even outside of that, I find that, you know, as black women, and I know you can relate to this, um, as black women in the world of entertainment, no matter where you fall, it can be very lonely because you feel like, you know, there are so many things that are against you. First of all, being black, being a black female, being a black female in entertainment where everything is about how you look, who you know, what zip code do you live in and what is your resume like and what can you do for me and how old are you? And, and you know, we don't know if you're a good fit. Can you really impact these people? Can you? It's just so much minutia, right? And then you're also in your own head. And so for me, I was like... I, I don't think that I value enough of the connection. So when you hit me up and ask me about greatness in garages, it wasn't even a second thought. Cause I, and it really wasn't about me trying to tout, you know, whatever greatness or whatever. It really was, how can I show up and support this sister who is doing something that I think is important? And even if other people don't, the fact that she's trying to do something, I should show up as a sister in <laughs> to say, yeah. I got you. You know, we don't know what it is. I don't know what it is, but I want to feed into it. But you were there and I so appreciate that. And that's why this is so important, what you're doing, you know, yeah. and, and giving flowers to the sisters in your circle and, you know, the ones who hold our ladders because we can each hold each other's ladders and take turns as, as we're climbing, you yeah. know, because there's so much room, but we have to remind each other, hey, hey, I need you over here. I need you over there. And we show up. Yeah, but that, I think that that's why it's important to take time to break bread with your sister. Yeah. I get it. We're all busy. We got stuff to do. But I think when we're feeding into that, which is not really connected to work, it's not connected to relationships, it's connected to your soul and your heartbeat. And I yeah. don't think there is anything, I can only speak for myself, there is nothing better or that feeds my soul more when I am sitting around a table with my sisters at a brunch and we yeah. are kikiing and champagne mimosas are yeah. flying and the French toast is on the way and ain't nobody counting carbs. Yeah. We just having a good time and laughing. And I think yeah. we've gotten too far from that. I, I don't I do agree. it enough. And I'm super guilty of that because you and I text all the time like, okay, we got to get together. We and I fall into... And I have to be pushed out because as extroverted as, as I am, I'm a super introvert. And then I find myself like, oh, I'm tired where I'm not. Like I, sometimes I just get in a rut. And that's just, you know, what's honest because yes, we're in the spotlight, but I, especially this last year, I've encountered so much, you know, I filmed five shows for HGTV last year and, you know, two wow. are premiering between now, well, this, actually this, this week. And then my show Sex and Season premieres in April and the fight is still real. It's very Every real. day. Like I've had to remind production companies that are hired by the network, I'm a whole black woman. Y'all got to protect me if I'm out in these, you know, little Southern streets. I can't be by myself driving from Lafayette to Minden, Louisiana alone. Like yeah. you inclusion, but you don't know how to protect me. And that drains me. You yeah. know, it, it drains me when I see uh-uh, we, we've come so far, but we still have a long way to go. Well, you know what? Let's let's talk a little bit about that because I know this happens to you because it happens to me as well. And that is people make the assumption that because 
we see you on TV. There is something about that box that makes people think, and I'm talking about the, the, the box like the TV. There is something about it that when people see you on it or even the radio, they think everything is easy. You made yes. it. That's it. And I'm thinking, no, you need to know the battle is just beginning. <laughs> Can you talk about that? Like some of the stuff yeah. that you encounter, you don't have to get greasy with it. But I, I, I think it's important that we pull back the curtain and show everybody that, you know, the whiz ain't what he thought he was. Like when, when this right. is when the real work starts. It's, it's not easy to get there, but it's easier to get there than it is to stay there. Oh my goodness, much easier. Like I've been on HGTV since 2017 and I'm now my own show, but I've had a show before when I was in Nashville. And so when we first got on the network, the network was, you know, it was huge and powerful, but it was small and in Knoxville, Tennessee. Mm -hmm. And so we did our first photo shoot. We went up to Knoxville, they're in a big warehouse, they had hair, they had makeup, it was glamor. I was like, yes. I said, but where are the black people to do my face and my makeup? I mean, my makeup and my hair mm -hmm. because you don't know how to do a person of color, then you can't do my face because I'm light skinned, but I'm not white. Right. You know that part. You can't and I don't want to look ashy. Listen, <laughs> I wish I could share my screen with you right now. And and so, and I didn't really, now I'm more well versed, like in a, in a, oh, I'm so sorry, this light just fell. In a niche, I can, um, I can, in a, a pinch, I mean, I can do my makeup if I have to. Okay, but back then I really didn't know how because I'd never been on TV before. And I'm melasma, so I have, you know, all this discoloration on my face. This lady had me looking like Dolly Parton. Swear Let to God. Tell you. And the, I believe you. Run out the barrel brush to blow dry my hair. That first press looked so bad. And I cried the whole time, but I was new on the network, so I didn't want to complain. I didn't want to seem like I was complaining. Now, Years later, I'm so proud of HGTV because the inclusion that they're working so hard for, they think about that now. So if they send me to New York, they're like, okay, we have some, you know, some makeup artists out there, but you can use who you want to use and we'll pay them, of course, you know. So now, you know, they think about that for me where they yeah. did for years. But I think that's also a part of finding your voice and not and having the courage to speak out because it is difficult. I mean, I, I certainly am not photographed near as much as you are, thank God, at the moment, because, you know, <laughs> they don't realize that we all have our insecurities. You know, I know I got this big nose, so I'm funny about which 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 side I stand on, you know, and you people don't realize those things are amplified even greater and everybody's a critic. Thank you, Prince, for saying that. Everybody is a critic. And yeah. when you're on set, let me tell you something. The very first photo shoot I did when I, I got a job working in New York. Mm -hmm. Now, anybody who knows radio know, knows that's, that's, that's number one. When you yeah, get there, yeah. you've made it. But when you get there, the air is thin. That means everything mm -hmm. is under a microscope. So I go do this photo shoot. I'm super excited. And we know we got these, this curly stuff yeah. right here, right? You got to be careful with it. And just yeah. like you said, this dude, this white dude, no shade, came at me with a with a brush, and I said, "Excuse me, sir, what what are we getting ready to do with this brush?" He was like, well, "Brush the curls out." I said, "No, sir. What we don't want to do is that." But because I felt, because he had that title, hairstylist, yeah. I'm thinking, okay, so maybe he knows better than me. I mean, yeah, I've lived with this my whole life, so I know what happens when we brush it. I know what yeah. happens. I'm gonna look like the, a fro. Like, stop. Yeah. And yes. he put that brush in these curls and started brushing. Jesus. Yeah, that's what I called him too. I called on Jesus. And he was like, okay, that's it. I said, that can't be it. 
because mm. I can't see myself, but I can feel what I look like. <laughs> exactly. I can feel it. You know how you know something going wrong? Yeah. Oh my God, the pictures page. Right. I, made, I said, you got to pin this back because I'm not going to take a picture. I at least had the courage to speak up because I was like, no, oh. no, we can't. This is frizzy, fuzzy. It looks like I don't know who and what has been playing in my hair. And so they pulled it back and pinned it up. And I... I wanted to cry. I didn't because I knew everybody was going to see these pictures. And it yeah. looked like, you know, you think you got curly hair, but you really don't because I don't know what that is. And I was like, no, for real, my hair is curly. It was like, <laughs> you think you are 3B, but baby, no, you're not. You're not. But that's the tip of the iceberg. You know, it starts with the hair and makeup and then it goes to where you see the, um, what where we should all have similarities, but how, how oh, I'm getting treated a little different than my counterpart who yes. doesn't look the same as me. And so then you have to pick and choose. Well, I know, I know where I am, right? I know I'm not on a black network, so I know where I am. Uh -huh. And do I tiptoe around it? Do I say something? How far do I go? Because I immediately, immediately in my head, I'm going to be pinned as the difficult girl. The difficult one. Right? Because I'm saying that this is not right, you guys. This is not fair, but I have found, because I am super easy to work with and I'm cool. And I think everybody at like the network and these production companies that I work with, they know that. So now I have found that voice like, hey, we have to have a conversation. But again, 17, 18, 19, 20, that's six years in the making. And that's just come in the last couple of years. Time. It takes a long time. And you know what? Let, let's, let's pivot really, really quickly right here to talk a little bit about the timing um, and obviously this, the, these are the kind of conversations that we would have over brunch, but I think it's important to not necessarily spill any tea, but really talk about the difficulties. I think that sometimes that any woman faces, right. But certainly when you are on TV, uh, when you're in certain circles, I think sometimes it can seem heavier. And that is, you know, when you're in relationships and they don't work, but you got to keep going. Right. Because the monkey don't stop one show. You got you. You still got miles to go before you sleep. And you think right. about the toll that, you know, not just a relationship, but a relationship that didn't work. And you got to turn around and say, you know, I, I, I I'm, I'm down, but I'm not out. Like I still right. got some life in me. And then you, you you're trying to rise above that so that the chatter isn't about, you know, that which is broken, but that which is being rebuilt. How is yeah. that? Because again, I get the luxury of not really 100% of the time being able to do it in front of a camera because I'm in a, I'm a, I'm on a microphone. Right. So I'm in the studio. Right. So I can hide right. this face. I can hide. Right. The, mm -hmm. I can hide right. all that. Y'all don't get to see that. But with <laughs> you, you got to put that face on and get on you TV and act like the world is great. And, and you have to. And I actually, um, I don't mind sharing a little bit of tea because it's funny to me. You know, I can find the humor in it because I'm not, 20, I'm not 30, I'm sliding into 50 in 60, 70 days. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm like, child, a lot of things I hear, I'm like, I haven't been talking about that years ago. You know, yes. it's really true. The older you get, the less phases you. And I never really thought that would happen until it's happening now. So I was dating this nice beau, super sweet. I thought we had to, anyway, I'm a lot to deal with sometimes. And me too. He, he cut it off with me. I said, did you break up with me? That only been four or five months, right? And he was like, I mean, you know, I just need, you know, my head. And I was like, I've never had anybody break up with me. I laughed and I guess he got mad. I was like, but it's funny though, because it's, it's 
cool. I mean, you know, I at this age, it's like, okay, well, keep it moving. And if I want to eat, and th this is the thing, Jasmine, I'm not going to let, and my feelings were hurt. But at this point, I've raised three kids on my own, put them through college, put them through private school, not a dime in child support. Dude, you think that's about to break me? It's not. And that's the mindset I have to remember. This is my vision. This is my purpose that I'm living out that is God sent and God opened doors for. So I can't let that disrupt me. So my yeah. friends will be put on my pretty lipstick and go be pretty in front of that camera. And, and guess what? what? I get tired of around anyway. Yeah. And you know what I get tired of hearing? I feel like, I feel like, and, and, and I love these kind of conversations with other black women because I get to say, hopefully what I, I think will resonate with them. I get tired of fighting the battle of, um, stop dissecting me. You know, my thing is I have a right as a, a black woman, as a woman, period, to to narrate my life story, to write it the way I want to. And and if if I feel that you ain't in my lane or, you know, OK, well, I've moved on or or maybe at this moment, I, I don't want a man. I didn't say I, I the whole argument of, do you know, women act like they when they become successful, they don't need a man. Well, I don't I don't need it. But I, I want it. I welcome it. Yeah. I would. But if I don't have it, would I uh, no longer be successful? No. Nope. Would I uh, stop breathing? No. Would I stop <laughs> in my goals? No. So that nope. means it's not like air. Air is necessary. It is needed in order to live. Right. I don't well, know. Well, you what know, this is no, my assistant's over here. Got her. On, I don't know what she's doing, but there's some noise going over in the background. And she know better. Oh, <laughs> I can't hear you. Carry on. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> you know, the thing is, is that I'm in a place where if it's going to affect my peace and plenty anyway, mm -hmm. then you got to go. Because I'm mm -hmm. living, that was my mantra all last year, peace and plenty. However, so whatever you and me, peace and plenty. Yeah. So what's what do you think the obsession is? Because I, I I believe there is one. What do you think the obsession is with all of these podcasts that now exist to strictly dissect specifically black women and relationships? Like there every time I turn on uh uh or log on to my social media, there's another podcast that's gone viral of some guy or woman, I don't know, who has said something that people have found so thought-provoking and mind-blowing. And it always deals with some type of dissection of Black women and how they do or don't act in relationships, respond in relationships, or just who they are, period. What, what the hell? Well, that could be a couple of things. It could be fear. It could be a lack of understanding because nobody takes the time to think about what happened or why. Why are your walls up? Because let me, let me, I was, I am proud to be an independent black woman. Bop, bop, bop. I got my own. Uh, uh, uh. But this shit is hard. Let's keep it real. Thank you. I wake up and I'm like, I didn't want to do this. And I wasn't even meant to do all this. Where is my helpmate? to carry this load. Oh, he's not existing because I can't depend on him because I've built up too much shit for you to tear it down. That's the truth. And no one's sitting down to say, Paige, you, why are you so strong? I don't want to be this strong. I don't want to always be a warrior woman. I don't want right. to always be fighting and trying to, I don't want to do that. But if, who, hello, 
It ain't nobody else here to help me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I have All to I got is these shoes. <laughs> and I can't wear these. <laughs> you know, even with my kid's dad, he probably saw them once every three or four years. You know what I'm saying? And I, I made my own money. I was like, just take them for the weekend so I can have a break. But I, I didn't have that luxury, you know? So I carry loads. And, and when you do something repetitively, that's what you become. Yeah. So yeah, I am this great warrior woman, but damn, I didn't necessarily want to be. But see, I think that's, you're right. I think that's the part that people leave out. I think most women, I will not, you know, paint every woman with one broad brush, but I think for the most part, men who have girls teach them the importance of being independent and don't depend on a man and, and make sure that you know your worth. You could tell your daughter that, but when these men are younger or when they're out looking, they tend to say, you know, I like the woman who doesn't know her worth. That way I can get all out of, out of her that I want. And my, my biggest thing is you're right. I did not. I mean, of course I always knew that whatever I did, I was going to be great at it because I was determined that I was going to put that kind of effort into it. However, I will be very honest with you because we friends and I can tell you my sister that when mm -hmm. I was growing up, I can remember being sassy with my mama and she would say things like, uh, you should learn how to cook because how are you going to keep a man? And I was like, honey, I'm going to be rich. I'm going to marry a rich man. I'm not going to, I would say all of those things. So clearly it was in me that I thought like I watched my daddy do, right. there will be someone there to help me with these things, who will make mm -hmm. sure that I'm safe, who will make sure that, you know, I have a, a nice place to lay my head. But reality set in <laughs> rather quickly when I graduated college and I knew, okay, if I want the nice things, I will have to work and get them myself because if I'm waiting on him to show up, I'm going to be waiting a long time. And by the time he comes along, I'm going to be older and he may want something younger because maybe he want to have six kids and I don't pass that threshold. And so I think what's always left out of the conversation that it's no different than any business model. You do what is out of necessity, right? They say necessity is the mother of invention. Well, these strong, independent black women were invented out of necessity. The necessity of daddy wasn't there. The yeah. man that I married or when we got divorced, he left and he gone. He ain't doing child support. Or in my case, you know, I had a baby. I was young and never saw any child support. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, times changed. So women could leave home and be in the workplace. Women could get a mortgage to buy their own house and have it in their name. And all right. of those things literally collided. It was like the perfect, you know, storm where, yeah. you know, we were able to do things that my mama, my grandmama couldn't do. And because yeah. of necessity, I saw a way and I was like, okay, yeah. you know what? So it might mean that I'm by myself, but look at this nice house. Look at right. all these shoes. <laughs> but you know, but then, and that's where, so I had the complete opposite. My mother is a hyper feminist. You don't need a man. Da -da -da. I mean, it was drilled into my head. So then when I became an adult, I was like, Every relationship I've been in, I don't even need you, bro. So step. That's not necessarily a good trait to have. You know what I'm saying? Because like I'm so easy to cut people off. Like you didn't help me with none of this anyway. So my, if there's risk here for me. I got shit to lose. You know what I'm saying? Like I, you know. But that's also not good. And then I want to just hit on what you said because this is exactly where I am in my life with dating. It's like all the 30 year olds love our aged women. Okay, love us. 
you know what? I might have loved one or two of them myself. Okay. Me too, girl. <laughs> then, but that comes with, okay, here's the deal. I'm cool now. I'm 49. I'm fit. I look good. You know, we compliment each other. You don't look like my son. You know what I'm saying? So I feel confident when we go out. But you're going to want children. I've already done that. Even if you say you don't now, you're going to one day. Or let's just say we carry this relationship, whether married or not, we carry this relationship for years. Well, I like what Nia Long said. I saw it on, and I'm going to have to paraphrase. She put it on Instagram a couple months ago. She said, listen, I'm 50, 50, 51, maybe how old she is. You know, I'm just say 51. I'm 51, you guys. Yes, I look good for 51, but I'm 51. So stop saying I look good for 51 because one day I'll be 61. One day I'll be 71. I'm going to look my age one day. Yeah. I just look good for my age. And so I, just, I thought about that. I was like, that's true. So let's say we carry this for 10 years. In 10 years, I'll be 59. And in 10 years, you'll only be 42. Okay. So now you're, now you're with an older woman for real, for real, because I'm going to look older because I'm going to be older. And then when men hit 40, what do they do? They want to look back at the 20-year-olds. Midlife crisis. So I, they want that young girl. Exactly. And then men our age are either married which I got to cuss out all these dudes in my DMs all the time and threaten to bring in their wife or they're freshly divorced because they were married for 20, 25 years. They got to have their little, sow my seed period. I don't want to be part of that. Or these dudes went and had a a late baby 10 years ago. You got a 10 year old. My kids are 27 years old. Like I don't want to go to another football or basketball or volleyball game, ballet. I don't want none. I want to live my life. So it's like, it's tough. I mean, it's, it's, it's really tough. And so, you know, I don't know. I, I feel like, first of all, I don't know about you, but I, I'm tired of fighting. I'm tight. I'm tired of fighting about just living. Cause guess what? Life is going to go on whether you live it or not. So I don't want to sit and, and have these back and forth conversations, whether it's on social media or in real life. My thing is, listen, I'm a human being. I have a heart. You know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I love hard. Uh, I care mm-hmm. about, you know, the people who are in my circle, circle yeah. adjacent even. And so, like you said, if all you're doing is bringing drama or constantly bringing up the differences or oh, I can't believe she acting like that or they, you know, that's just like a woman. I, 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 I'm, I'm sick. I'm tired. I, I don't want to fight those battles anymore. Yeah. That was <laughs> years ago. Like just peace and plenty. Peace, peace and plenty. plenty. Well, okay. yours is peace and plenty. Mine is peace, pl- plenty, and Pinot. I'm going to need some wine in my <laughs> I'm going to make that a t-shirt. Peace, plenty, and Pinot. I need all that. Now, I'm not going to lie, Paige. Let me go on and break it down for you because I'm, I'm a Scorpio and I say what I mean. I'm going to need peace, plenty, Pinot, and penis. Now, whatever, whatever order you want to provide that. <laughs> yes, you are a true, true Scorpio. What would you think that, that what's your biggest fear as you're getting older? What's your biggest yeah. fear as a woman getting older, just a human being getting older. What's your biggest fear? Death that I Death. won't finish this purpose and plan that I've set out for myself and that, you know, God has given me to do. Mm. What do you think comes after death? Um, I hope heaven. Yeah. Sometimes I just, I, I don't, the older I get though, the more questions I have. I was just going to say that. Get out of my head. Yeah. I'm going to tell you when well, I was younger, I, I, I was never a Bible thumper, but mm-hmm. I grew up in the South. So you, so you already know the Bible belt and, yeah. and I really 
had thought I had a real grasp on what religion was, what it meant, you know, uh, all of the, the machinations of it. But then as I got older, um, I had questions. And I thought those questions were natural. I thought they were healthy. I still do. But you're right. I find that now that I am even older, I have mm. more questions. And I don't know if it's because everybody knows as you get older, and surely death can come at any time, but as you get older, you face your mortality more and more. because, And you know it because you get a text message or you hop on social media and you find out somebody that you went to school with or somebody that you did business with has gone on to glory. And you're like, what? And you realize, mm. oh, I'm in that group. I'm in that group yeah. that I never thought yeah. I'd be in. And there is exactly. a fear now that comes. Yeah, you know, when mine started, because I didn't grow up with God at all. I grew up, my mother was, she wasn't a, a, a bonafide Buddhist, but we grew up very free. So I didn't get to know the Lord until my early 20s. It wasn't until the pandemic, when I stopped going to church, because church wasn't open, and I moved back to LA, that all these questions started coming up, because I had to lean on myself and the God that I knew, and I didn't have any more teaching coming in. And so I really just started thinking about, wow, I'm still prospering. And I'm not going to church anymore. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not taking God out at all. You know, I still lean on what I know. I know scripture and I know faith. I just, I know faith, you know, and that's how I know God. But that's where the questions started coming up. And I stopped being scared to ask them. Like, I'm not going to hell if I ask a question. Like, God's going to let me ask a question. It's okay. And so I'm finding, I'm still finding this new freedom in that and being exploratory with my faith. Well, I mean, the that's other what- thing is I, I, I do believe wholeheartedly. And it took me some years to come to this because again, growing up in the Bible belt, I think that you're literally like on a conveyor belt of religion. This is what your mama said. This is what your daddy did. And this, so this is what you do. It becomes a habit. You go to church every Sunday or you go to Bible study, you go whatever. And, and there's really not a a lot of thought placed in it. But the more I, I I realized that I was like, well, wait a second, if God gave us a brain, and, and mm-hmm. intellect and the ability to think and the ability to reason. And he even said in his scripture, you're supposed to try things, right? Not try as in, you know, like, let me try to ride this bike or let me try something new. No, you're supposed to test those things to see yep. if if it is true. And so- It's by the spirit. So you are right. absolutely able to do that. So why would you not naturally have questions? Why would you not naturally be curious to know, wait a second, this isn't really adding up. And if I'm supposed to be able to reason, that is the only way that I am able to look at some of these things that people are doing in the name of religion, whether it's uh, caging kids or whether it is, you know, throwing the rock and hiding the hand and doing it under the banner of Christianity. I'm supposed to think those things through. I'm supposed to think about that. And so for me, as I get older, I will say, I don't know if I'm scared of death itself as much as I I am worried about the what happens after. And I think that's I the think control freak in me. I want to control what happens yeah. after. Yeah. <laughs> I just hope this is not off or not. Because if it is, then I'm just going to get naked and go live on a beach and eat off the land. Because we're doing we a whole get naked, I'm going to come too. So I can live off the beach. And just stay in the ocean the whole time. Not have no concern. I'm going to eat all the carbs I want. That's it. Because we're doing a whole lot for it not to be an afterlife. You I mean, know, but, so. you know, I mean, I do also think it is quite arrogant for anybody to contain God and his abilities 
to say he took the time to create something only to kill it. So in my mind, I do believe that perhaps there is a rebirth maybe, you know, in a different form or in a different place. And there are many times, and I'm going to tell you, this this, this is a champagne moment, but I'm going to tell you, I've gone to a couple of, of, of people who read your previous life. And Mm. I've been told that I was a man in a previous life, which would explain a lot of my testosterone driven tendencies. I'm telling you. Yes. They said I was, uh, I used to be a man in the queen's court, which would explain why I always think, I don't know why y'all not treating me like I'm, I'm, I'm royalty (laughs) around here. Somebody get this. I love it. (laughs) I do. I I was a, I was a, um, a very well-known writer which would explain my propensity to write. I love to write. I love to read. I love, there is something about a brand new pen and a new pad that just drives me. I don't know what it is. I love it. I love the smell of paper. And I'm like, and I did not tell these people that. And so there is in my mind, some truth to perhaps I was born, you know, I lived before I've been here before. Right. And, And whether it is or not, we don't know. You know, and so our anchor has to be our faith in the hope, right? And, but I love life and I love where I am right now. Everything is not perfect. I have crazy family issues. I mean, my job is pretty cool. You know, that's going well, you know, so, you know, television production, that's going really good. So I'm in a really beautiful place and I love where I am. So I'm like, oh, I was just about to ask you where, if, if you had to name it, where would you say you are? Where is that? You say, I love where I am. Where is that? I am probably like mid ladder so I can see what's beneath me, where I've come from, you know, all the things that I've broken through. And like, you know, I've been saying do the work probably for 10 years since Facebook came out. You know what I'm saying? I've been saying the same thing for so long, but to see it come to fruition. And now I'm in a different space and a different seat at a table that I was able to build with people, you know, that like you and people that I know who support me, I'm like, Oh, we're at another another level of what I guess the kids would say, you know, being bosses. You know what I'm saying? And that's a beautiful place because you have more control of your life and more say into your life. And now you see, I'm going to say this, you you can, okay, you remember when it used to be a big thing, say Google me. Remember that? Yes. But now you can see it because now you can add that Google link to your work, your worst. As far as being in the business goes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I can I have that space now where well, I always do it in my head, but the world didn't know it. You know what I'm saying? But I have that space now where I have more room to create because I have written a bona fide show that's filming its second season. I've been on the network for six years. I filmed now, you know, with the other shows, seven seasons worth of show. You know what I'm saying? So now I can say, no, I've done that. And I can keep growing and then keep, you know, adding people and help other people. So I'm in a different space yeah. right now. Being that CEO that I've been striving to be. I love that. I love that. And I, it's so funny. I think about how it was very popular at one point for people to say, you know, I'm a boss, but I think what, what, unless you've, this is how you can tell a a real boss and a fake one. Mm -hmm. A real boss knows the cost of being the boss. You know, the cost of all of it. You understand accountability that I don't care who did it. If you, the boss, you did it. You That's did right. it. And so I think Period. it was cute. Period. It was cute to wear that title of being a boss because it was it was in season. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. It was the thing yeah, I to do. Too much into it. You're right. Cause I get, I get tired of all of these, you know, sayings that come and go, like they really irk me. And I was, and, and the thing is, is that you don't have to say I'm a boss. Your fruit should show when you walk in the door. So I don't have to say who I am. I promise you when I walk in, if you don't know, you'll find out within the first 30 seconds that I'm there because my fruit is showing. And if I'm wearing these shoes, you know, I'm the boss. <laughs> you know <laughs> You know, and it's not, it's monetarily, but it's also your spirit because when you're walking with a different, um, um, knowing, like I know I'm, we're ever evolving. Okay. Ever but I know evolving. who I am and what I bring to the table. And what does Paige's spirit say? What does Paige's spirit say when you wake up in the morning? What does spirit say to you? Let's go every morning. So I'm on the 26th floor. Okay. Let me. Okay. 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 Now here come the braggadocious moment. Every time I well, see no. your ass on social media, you showing off that you on the 26th floor. I'm like, oh my gosh, she's so lucky. Well, no. No, 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 You know this. You know how hard we work. But I always tell you, if I could do this, so can you. I didn't go to. I went to college for like a couple of weeks, and I was like, I got to go. I got other things to do. Okay. I opted out of college. I went to private school my whole life. Opted out of college. Told you, raise those babies. I've been an entrepreneur as a real estate agent and broker for the last maybe 20 years this year. Put all my babies through private school, put them through college. But I did it because I, I'm a just a big proponent proponent of always writing the plan and then working the plan. You have to get up and do the work when it hurts, when you're crying, when you're tired, when nobody sees your tears, when you're screaming. I'm laying on this floor screaming and crying because I'm so freaking mad. I want to punch somebody in the face, but I can't because I have to smile because I'm a black woman on a very white network. You know what I'm saying? And I have to keep my composure, but you don't know what happens when these doors close. You don't know the tears that I cry and I'm on my face praying to God. But I said that because every morning, and this, this is just the truth. I wanted this unit for a reason. I see the Hollywood sign every morning when I wake up and I see the observatory and I see just the mist coming off of the beach way far away. Yes. And that gives me such inspiration. Every morning I wake up, I say, let's get it because I'm building my legacy for my children's children. And now I see it coming to fruition. And, you know, it's also, I would imagine, um, a reminder. I remember when I was working at uh, WBLS in New York, it was on the mm -hmm. 42nd floor on mm -hmm. the corner of Park Avenue and 34th. And Ooh. I remember taking the elevator up the very first day of my job. And when I walked in the studio, I walked over to the window and I looked out over all of New York and I became so full of emotion because I could remember when I was just starting out. And I yeah. remembered I wanted to work in New York so bad because as a radio personality, you knew once you, if you ever got a chance to get a job in New York, if you were ever selected and lucky and blessed enough to be there, you knew you had reached the pinnacle and you knew, oh my yeah. God, I finally made it. And so I made it a habit to make sure when I walked in the studio, I before I even put my things down, I yeah. never wanted to forget that feeling of looking out over the city and thanking Absolutely. God that hey, I had made it. I did this. I came here from Nashville. That first show almost bankrupted me. I mean, it was because I was carrying eight, 10 flips. It was, it was horrendous. It was horrible. And so when I left Nashville, I literally left Nashville to come move back to L.A. by faith. I moved in with my girlfriend for six, seven months, and it was all by faith. I mean, money was dried up. I had, I had a little savings, which was which really got me through. But it wasn't luxurious savings. You know what I'm saying? 
And it was it was a trans, a hard transition. I didn't have a show when I got out here. It, then the pandemic hit because the first show had been canceled in Nashville. And I was like, I am not 18. I think I was like 47 then. I'm 47 years old. I have to start all over again. This is crazy. So that, yeah, those mornings, I am so, so grateful when I wake up and I, and I see that Hollywood sign. I was like, God, every morning, you got me right here. Now I'm going to show up and show out for you because you're giving me what I've asked for. Yes, it's been hard. Yes, I cry once a week. You know what I'm saying? Yes, there's hurdles all the time, but we're here and we're making a difference. And I'm showing people if I can do it, you can too, but there's a lot of work to do. And that that that's why you were on my list of people to talk to because I wanted you to know from me that I see you, that I Ooh, see girl. you and in, in all, I see it. And I wanted, I didn't want the month to go by without me telling you personally, not putting it on social media, not sending you a text message, but saying that there are days that mm -hmm. I wonder being a woman of a certain age and, 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 you know, am I still worthy? Is it still, and then I, for whatever the universe, I'll see one of your posts and it'll be you smiling and laughing. And then I am reminded that I too can laugh and that I have that freedom and that I've paid my dues and that I am worthy. And so I, I oh. think it's important because sometimes you can feel like that what you're doing, it's like you're shouting into the wind. And I did not want you to feel that way. I don't know if, and I'm sure you you don't, but even if you do oh, no, no. or if you don't, I want you to know, I see it. It is powerful and impactful for me. Even, and I'm sure other people, but I can only speak for me. I am so grateful that for whatever reason, the winds, the universe, the God, brought you into my circle so that I can Thank say, you. that's my girl, Ooh. knock that wall down, honey. We gonna rebuild this house. Let me help you, let me fix this flip. <laughs> and all of those things. It's such a blessing yeah. in a time that, that we just came Ooh. through having lost so much and lost so many. I, I, I did make a promise to myself during the pandemic that I would do my best to do better. You know, you already know I don't hide behind being a Scorpio, but it's true. It's hard for us to speak about how we feel about emotions because it's just difficult, you know, and a lot of it is fear. A lot of it is insecurity about our own feelings being hurt. But I want to make yeah. sure that the women who are in my life, around my life and near my life know that I am just so appreciative to know you and to be able to call you friend. Thank you, Jasmine. I appreciate you seeing me because sometimes when we're, you know, you said it, when we're on this side, you know, you don't hear that a lot because people are pulling you. I need, I need, I need, do this, do this, do this. You kind of become robotic, you know? And, and then it's like, you kind of get cast away to this island. You know what I'm saying? And you feel like, oh my God, does anybody else see that my neck has a wrinkle? You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, I'm the oldest person on the network. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, and this is real life. And I'm like, oh my God. Like, and so anyways, I appreciate that. And, um, and I see you too. And I thank you for including me in this. This is a powerful movement that you're doing. And you are such a shining star. You are such a 
a voice for us because the things that you say that go out the way, I say certain things about house building, but you are our voice to the world as a beautiful and strong and resilient black woman. And so that you know how much you are admired and loved and adored. And a lot of black women, like I depend on what you're doing because you are that face that nobody sees every day on the radio, but that voice that goes out because you, you speak for us and you will, you will check DL in a minute. Like, well, now hold on a minute. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and because we don't, we don't have a lot of that. You know, I, I'm in a, I'm like, you know, I have blinders on on my show. So, you know, I'm not, I can't, you know, say, okay, women unite, you know what I'm saying? But you have that voice and you use it so well and it's so beautiful and we need it. Like I we need you that. exactly where you are and even more, even more so. Cause you, girl, you are so damn smart. You say things, I'm like, damn, that was smart. You're so, you're just brilliant. I say some stupid <laughs> stuff too now. <laughs> no, you're so smart and you're just, you, you know all this, you're so well-spoken and, but so, you know, that we need your voice. We need your voice because there's, that. there's not many of us to do what you get to do I or any of that. It's not filled with, you know, joke, joke time. Yeah, you know that's just true. But again, that's why I wanted to do this. I wanted to take the opportunity to take it from, you know, this voice down to right here because yeah. this is equally as important. I think you need people to remind you of how, impactful you are or that what you're doing is being seen because you know we live in a vacuum and we don't always get to hear oh my god what you did or what you said because it gets lost in you know just all of this firestorm that we're constantly in of of mm. how many likes do you have how many followers do you have oh. who knows you and this and i think we we it's almost like a utopian society that we know really doesn't exist Right. And so I was like, for the for what I can do, and like I said, my plan is to hopefully be able to continue this throughout March because I think we need it more than just one time a month for somebody to say, "Girl, you doing your thing," and I need to hear it, not a text. Not a, like need I need to hear it. Need to yeah. hear it for sure. We need to hear the women that you're going to have on this show because it will show us, oh, we're not alone. Ain't oh, that the truth? Girl, that's a word. Like. That is a word because we're taught to do everything alone as black women. You got it. You're independent. Be, go be angry and go get your bag. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. I'm so mad today. And I got my bag too, but I'm mad. But I'm mad. I'm trying to be mad all the time. Right, exactly. I said, Freddie, I have got to stop fighting. This has got to stop. It's exhausting. I don't want to be a warrior anymore. I don't be a warrior anymore. I'm over it. I'm over well, being a warrior. I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm going to finish the way I started. Whenever you have to be that warrior, let me know so I can get these earrings off and I'm coming. I got you, Paige. I got you, girl. I love you so much, girl. Thank you for talking to me. Thank you for having me. It's been an honor. Thank you for being here. I'm coming over so I can get that same view you got, but you got to have, you got to have what I need though. The Pinot and the Peace. And then I'm going to bring it to your pool and we'll have a fun weekend. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> See? All right, Mama. Thank you so much. Continue success. Love you too. Thank you. Bye.